0: Welcome to Burnside at Home for Sunday, the 3rd of April, 2022. You're very welcome as you join us in this pre-record of our service. Do remember, you can join us any Sunday at 11am in our church building. Uh, We have uh, a number of events coming up. First of all, PW ladies are invited to an afternoon uh, tomorrow, uh, Monday the 4th of April at 2 o'clock in the Church Hall. Just a simple cup of tea and a chat and a short epilogue. And uh, all ladies are very, very welcome to come along to that. Then also looking ahead to Easter Sunday we're having our dawn service at 6am. We're joining after a gap of a couple of years we're joining with the Baptist and the Presbyterian Church in town and Port Shirt Presbyterian are providing breakfast uh, after that uh, so uh, everyone is invited to come and join us for that. So those are all of our announcements. Let's worship God together. And uh, we're told in um, Philippians 4, and uh, verses 6 and then 19, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus." Today we're continuing our series looking at 40 unseen women of the Bible during this period of Lent from Eden to Easter. And today we come to the widow at Zarephath and we find that God met all her needs and met all Elijah's needs and was faithful in that whole relationship. And that's what we're going to be looking at today throughout. So let's begin by turning to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you that you are the God who provides, the God who knows all of our needs and gives us everything that we require each day to serve you and follow you. Lord, we thank you for that and we praise you this day and we ask that as we spend this time in worship, may we know your continued presence in all that we do. Lord, we come confessing our sins before you today, acknowledging, Lord, that often we have strayed from you, often we have turned from you, and we ask, Lord, that you might forgive us and that we might know your grace and mercy. Lord, as we look at the world around us once again, we bring Ukraine before you, and it amazes us, Lord, the evil that we see day by day in our news reports of what is happening there we pray, Lord, for a very quick end to that war. We pray that Putin would uh, retreat and take his troops back again to Russia and allow Ukraine to govern themselves. So, Lord, we ask all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. We're going to read together today uh, about Elijah and the widow at Zarephath and how that whole situation came about whenever Elijah declared that there would be no rain And God provided for him and the widow and her son. So we're going to read from 1 Kings 17 and we're going to read verses 1 to 24. Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Leave here, turn eastward, and hide in the Kerith ravine east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook, and I have ordered the ravens to feed you there. So he did what the Lord told him. He went to the carath ravine east of the Jordan and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Some time later the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, Go at once to Zarephath of Sidon and stay there. I have commanded a widow in that place to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called, And bring me, please, a piece of bread surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid, go home and do as you have said. But first make a small cake of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. Sometime later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. He grew worse and worse and finally stopped breathing. She said to Elijah, "'What do you have against me, man of God? "'Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son?' "'Give me your son,' Elijah replied. He took him from her arms, carried him to the upper room where he was staying, and laid him on his bed. Then he cried out to the Lord, "'O Lord my God, have you brought tragedy?' Also upon this widow I am staying with, by causing her son to die. Then he stretched himself out on the boy three times and cried to the Lord, O Lord my God, let this boy's life return to him. The Lord heard Elijah's cry and the boy's life returned to him and he lived. Elijah picked up the child and carried him down from the room into the house. He gave him to his mother and said, Look, your son is alive. Then the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God, and that the word of the Lord from your mouth is the truth. Amen. So today we ask the question, What do you need in life to be truly happy? A lot of people have been reevaluating their answers during the last two years. Lockdown was an opportunity to declutter life, to work out what was essential, to question why we spend so much time at certain activities. And it's very easy now, as restrictions are lifting, to go back to our old patterns and forget the new decisions that we've made. Many people decided that a change of pace was needed. Others discovered, as we've known for some time, that living by the coast is a great place to start. Many will say that you need your health to be truly happy. If you have good health, then you can cope with nearly anything. But then what happens if you can't even rely upon your health? It suddenly deteriorates. What then? Today as we continue our journey through Lent to Easter, we come to the life of another woman who is able to reveal what the bare minimum requirement is to survive in this world. She shows us what we need to be content and it's a lot less than we might first imagine. Today we meet the widow at Zarephath and she has so much to teach us about our salvation And our relationship with God. The first thing we see is that the widow, like us, is facing certain death. Her death is imminent. But that doesn't make it any more certain than our death. She's about to die because of the famine. It is raging through the land. And she has been very careful with her food. And now is running out completely. She has enough for one final meal for herself and her son. Now, we also are facing certain death. It may or may not be in the next few days. But we are facing death as a result of, not as a result of famine, but as a result of sin. Just because it could still be a few years away does not mean that we shouldn't be prepared. This widow knows that her death is coming very close. She's gathering sticks to make a fire. And we read in verse 10, So he went to Zarephath, that's Elijah, when he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. And like the condemned man, she's going to eat her final meal along with her son, And then that will be it. There's nothing more that they can do. She's tried everything and there's nothing left to do. As we come to terms with the sin in our lives, it is dragging us towards death and there is nothing that we can do. We need help from outside. We need someone to reach into our lives and rescue us. We are heading towards the death that sin brings. Secondly, we see that the widow takes the first step of faith. In that moment of facing certain death and coming to terms with preparing her last meal, Elijah asks her to do something a little bit crazy. Elijah had first of all asked her for water. And then as she was going to get it, he called, bring me please a piece of bread. And she explained to him that she only had enough for herself and her son. But Elijah persisted and asked her to make a cake for him first and then gave her this promise. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord gives rain on the land. This widow had no idea what was ahead. She didn't know how long the famine would last. She had no idea what other troubles would come her way. But she decided to trust the word of God from this prophet. And she took the first step of faith and made the cake for him before she made anything for herself and her son. This food was all that she had and she was prepared to give it to Elijah. This simple first step of faith led to the miracle of the flour and the oil never running out. One commentator has said, faith is the step between promise and assurance. And here we see the promise being made. She takes a step of faith and then she has the assurance of the promise being kept we're to take that first step of faith in trusting Jesus. We don't know what's ahead in our lives, but trusting in Jesus now opens up the possibility of God acting in miraculous ways. We do not know what troubles we may face in the future, but the initial step of faith in trusting Jesus prepares us for everything that comes our way. If you haven't trusted Jesus, Today is the opportunity to take that initial step of faith and trust in him and follow him. When the widow went and prepared the cake for Elijah, she took that step of faith. And God then kept his promise. It was miraculous. Verses 15 and 16. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry. In keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. The oil and the flour never ran out. Day after day God met their needs. At a time of drought and famine they always had enough. And that has to be a beautiful picture of our salvation. Jesus shed his blood on the cross, offering us grace, offering us forgiveness, offering us eternal life, and his grace has never run out. Day after day, we have received that grace in abundance, and we have never exhausted the supply. Every sin we've ever committed forgiven. Every sin that we ever will commit, forgiven. Grace upon grace, life in all its abundance, eternal life. The blood of Jesus is enough. The blood of Jesus never runs out. There is an everlasting supply to our every need. As John describes it, Out of the fullness of his grace, he has blessed us all, giving us one blessing after another. Jesus' blood, Jesus' grace, Jesus' forgiveness is enough for us each day of our lives. Now, We might expect that to be the end of the story, both for the widow and indeed for us. The threat of famine is no longer a problem. There's enough to eat every day. We've had our sins forgiven and more than enough grace to see us through. But our troubles may not be over. For the widow, tragedy struck when her son died. For us, all sorts of things can happen that perhaps we wish we were now immune from having trusted in Christ. But we still face problems. We face the death of loved ones. We still have illnesses to endure. Relationships will be disrupted. Wars will threaten our security. The cost of living may alarm us. The list could go on and on and on. But God is sufficient no matter what troubles come our way. Taking that step of faith and trusting God now helps us with whatever comes our way. Imagine if the widow had rejected Elijah's initial request for help. Imagine if she'd gone home and prepared the cake and shared it only between herself and her son. It is likely that they would simply have eaten the cake and then died or if they had survived to this point and then when the son did die Elijah would no longer be with them he wouldn't have stayed with them and therefore there would be nobody to cry out to so that initial step of faith right back at the beginning of the story has opened up the way for God to perform more miracles Trusting in Jesus and walking with him as a disciple every day means that he is right beside us when the illness strikes or the loved one dies or the war breaks out. Elijah was there with the widow and he cried out on her behalf. He interceded between God and her for the life of her son. The Lord heard Elijah's cry and the boy's life returned to him and he lived. Elijah picked up the child, carried him down from the room into the house. He gave him to his mother and said, Look, your son is alive. The widow discovered that God is enough. He restores her son's life. And whenever we trust in Jesus Christ We discover that the blood of Jesus is enough. He never leaves us no matter what the trial. He's beside us no matter where we go or where we stray. He never abandons us. The widow gives her word of testimony at the end of the story. She says, now I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord from your mouth is the truth. And how often have we been able to say something similar? I'm going to end by reading from Psalm 16. And I ask you to to listen to this psalm and then ask yourself, do any of the words that the psalmist is using here ring true in your own life? Are any of these words of testimony from the psalmist your testimony as to how God has treated you and how God has blessed you? This is what the psalmist says, Psalm 16. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful ones see decay. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Amen. Amen. So let's bow before God today and let us thank him for his provision. Heavenly Father, we thank you today that you are the one who is always with us, that you've been our help in days gone past and you will be our help in the future. We thank you, Lord, as the hymn writer says, beneath the shadow of your throne, your people live secure. Sufficient is your arm alone and our defence is sure. Lord, you always protect us and keep us safe. And so Lord, we thank you for this time of worship today and we pray now that you would continue to bless us. We pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit would be with us all both now and forevermore. Amen.